Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Check the Mark. I am Mark Lucero. It's Thursday. I'm in Cabo San Lucas. Last week I made the goal of trying to do this show a little more often. I'm going to aim for once a week. This is my second week and this is my second episode. So man, pretty excited about that. Uh, it's beautiful in Cabo. It's hot and humid. The air temperature is you know anywhere in the mid to low 90s and just the heat reflects off the court. If you're out there in the middle of the day, we go out there in the middle of the day, get a little hit in before coming back for the night matches. They don't start till six here, which is a blessing. The humidity is very tough. You get a really good sweat when you're out there and it's just difficult. But it's a taste of what's to come. So, you know, Atlanta next week, DC after that, Cincinnati, there really are some of the toughest conditions and leading into New York, this U.S. hardcourt swing really puts fitness at a premium, and especially for athletes coming from other parts of the world where the climates are very different from this, we should say. Going back to the 6 p.m. matches, it's great that we get to avoid the heat, but you run into problems missing dinner, and the food here is fantastic. My favorite place to eat, they have a taco bar where the guy is making fresh tacos, tacos al pastor, they have pollo, they have carne asada, they have camarones, that's shrimp marinated it's delicious and if you play late you're gonna miss it in the news this week one of the big things there you know the renewed argument about coaching and whether it should be allowed in tennis to be honest i don't really have a strong opinion about it but i have a strong opinion that the rule should be the same for both tours if you have coaching it should be for the wta and the atp if you don't have coaching it should be the same for the atp and the wta and then it should be the same for tour events and the Grand Slams, because right now the WTA has a version of on-court coaching because of COVID protocols. The coaches don't go on the court anymore, but they can coach from the sideline. But then when you get to the Grand Slams, you can't do that. A couple of the Grand Slams have trialed it in qualies, but not in the main draw. I, it's tough for the average fan to follow. I think the rules need to be the same no matter what they are. And then it becomes about enforcement. That is one of the biggest issues with coaching right now. In Paris this year, we were in a match. My player's opponent got a soft warning, which is an unofficial warning. It's when the uh, chair umpire, during a changeover, you know, will put his hand to his mouth and, and tell the guy, hey, listen, tell your coach to keep it down or something like that. That's unfair. <laughs> like my player said, actually, in the moment, was it coaching or was it not coaching? And then the obligations on the official to follow through and police it. Same as any law or regulation in society it becomes about enforcement and policing it because then if the other guy gets a free coaching why don't i get a free coaching on my side my hope again would be that i think they should allow coaching i think it should be from the sideline i don't think the coaches should run on the court i think it's a bad look i think if you're gonna have the coaches on the court they need to sit there for the entire match sit in the chair literally next to the player but this this whole thing of the coaches running on the court i think it's a poor execution of it I think it, it makes the players look bad. I think you get all these frantic moments where, you know, the coach is trying to spit out enough information in 60 seconds to justify the visit. And the player is usually called the coach in some dramatic moment where the player is hyperventilating, is not really ready to take in information. So I think it can be done better. I think, you know, from the sideline is probably the best thing. I think the coaches should be stationed on the sideline closest to the player chair. I think, you know, the way they do it in the Grand Slams, like when they've done it in qualies is so inefficient by making the players if they want to get coached walk all the way across the court i know it so the umpires can see the coaches but i, I just don't think it's it's efficient so 
that's kind of where I am on that. Whatever the rule is, make it the same for both tours and for all events, tour, qualifying, and Grand Slams. If you follow the news, even on a cursory level, it's impossible to escape right now the news about the rise of the Delta variant in the U.S. Right now, I think the last stat I saw was that 80-something percent of COVID cases currently right now are the Delta variant, which is this more infectious, it seems, strain of the COVID-19 virus. And I think I mentioned it last week, but that's really changed tour protocols. There was a lot of uh, leeway for vaccinated players on tour. If you were vaccinated with one of the main vaccines, you were exempt from being tested, which was great. It just was kind of one less thing you had to do. The, the tour has pulled back on that exemption. So now you have to test every other day, no matter if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I still think the only carrot for the vaccinated folks is that you are not subject to contact tracing protocols, which I, I, again is a big help. We know there are some people who are vaccinated who will contract COVID. It's just the nature of the vaccines. They're 90 something percent effective. That means there's a percentage of people who will contract the strain, but your biggest worry as a coach, like me, I'm not worried about getting too sick, but I am worried about, you know, testing positive and then my player gets bounced from the tournament or something like that. And then, or I have to stay for 10 days in some random place like that. That sucks. And, and I don't want to ever be the, you know, no coach ever wants to be the reason why their player has to get withdrawn from the tournament. These new protocols were put in place because the, the tour numbers are too low to get to the point of herd immunity. Herd immunity, I think, is around 80-85%. Tour numbers, I would guess, from last numbers I've seen, are in the 30s, which is not ideal. Part of it, maybe there's some vaccine hesitancy, which is understandable for some people. Also, you know, I think the bigger reason is lack of access. As we go into the U.S. part of the year, that's, to be honest, one of the best things about being in the U.S., is that there will be plenty of access for players to seek it out. I know the WTA has let the players know that they can go to any physio at any tournament who will help them go to a Walgreens, help them go to a CVS, and make an appointment to get vaccinated. A number of events also, I know Mark Ein's leading the way in D.C., will have vaccines on site for players to take, which is, is huge. And to be honest, you know, as an athlete at any tournament, it's difficult to do things other than practice and prepare to play. So... To, to do these sort of external tasks, they're really made a lot easier by almost making it impossible to mess up or by eliminating all the steps in between, eliminating the need to get in a car, the need to go somewhere else, need to make an appointment. Bringing the vaccines to the tournament site or the tournament hotel uh, is the best way to do it and takes away a lot of the excuses for the players. And hopefully we can really bump those numbers up and not only help ourselves, but do our part to help the greater society and the people who might continue to be vulnerable. Last thing on the news docket, the Tokyo Olympics, right around the corner, Olympic tennis starts in a day. And man, best of luck from me to the entire United States team, my good friend, Kathy Rinaldi, captain of the women's team, Captain Kathy. And on the men's side, David Nenken is leading the team, David, out of the Carson training facility, one of the best coaches in United States men's tennis and someone who I've learned a lot from. Obviously, I've learned a lot from Kathy as well. Best of luck to all the players. I hope they're all playing each other for medals. The women's team, singles players, 
Jesse Pagula, who I'm just so excited for the way she's been playing over the last year and a half. Allison Risk, who is one of the most patriotic people that I know, and Ali I know gets so emotional, you know, hearing that national anthem going out and playing for her country. The other singles player is Jennifer Brady, who is leading the team. And gosh, who is the fourth player? I can't remember. Uh, oh, it was Coco with Coco Goff's withdrawal. And on the men's side, you have Tommy Paul, Francis Tiafo, Tennis Sangren, and our other guy from LA, Marcos Giron. The tennis has been played at Ariaki Coliseum. Ariaki is where they play the Tokyo Tour event. They've undergone a major renovation, basically an entire rebuild at this site over the last couple of years. I think it's going to look great. The courts at Ariaki are normally on the quicker side. The ball will be the Australian Open ball. So interesting how that ball will play there. That ball tends to fluff up a little bit depending on the conditions. I was hitting with the balls actually last week in Los Angeles. Had a good hit with my buddy Wim Facet before he left for Tokyo. We were using those balls. And yeah, they really fluff up on a court with some grit to it. On a court that doesn't have the grit, it'll be interesting to see how those balls play. So keep an eye on that as you get ready to watch some tennis and root for your favorite players. That being said, I'm Mark Lucero. This has been Check the Mark. Find me on social media, at Mark Lucero on Instagram, at Mark Lucero on Twitter. Give me some feedback. I need some information. I want to know what you guys want to hear while I try to make these podcasts short and <laughs> insightful. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods, subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you guys later. Have a good week.